Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Baseball's Heritage Postgame Show. Giddy up, baby! Giddy up, God! Brought to you by Heritage Distilling. You won't find Heritage Distilling at the ballpark, but you will find it across the street at Jimmy's on First and most bars and restaurants in the area. Thirsty yet? Buy Cutter & Buck, a global lifestyle brand that embodies the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. And by the Department of Imagination in Washington's Lottery. All right, you guys. Let's listen up. Baseball's Heritage Postgame Show starts now on Seattle Sports Radio 950, KJR. Jimmy's on first here for baseball's heritage postgame show as Adam Lind walks off the White Sox and the Mariners win 4-3, spoiling a beautiful pitching performance from ace Chris Sale. Adam Lind, a hero again, his second time this year with a walk-off home run here at Safeco. Slickock here with Bucky Jacobson for the postgame show. How was that? Well, you're the hero here. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I, I called you a genius to say... They got a pinch hit, Ionetta, pitch hit, Lynn for Ionetta, yeah. which I'm pretty sure that makes everybody else in Seattle land feel like a genius as well. But you did call it. I did I did say they got to do that. I said I did have, have to give you my hero. And you said, well, no, because we're going to have to give it to Lynn after he hits a walk-off. Yeah. <laughs> and walk there it him is. off. And now he's, he's got Gatorade dumped all over his head. And and way to take just what it was a, a bleh, kind of a crap night into yes. into. Uh, uh, I don't know what to call it. Just uh, a lot of celebration. Uh, a, a, a win the Mariners needed. Uh, we can talk in a few minutes about the weekend and, and what that kind of meant. But, you know, it's these kinds of wins. It, it seems like as the Mariners start to scuffle and you think you think that maybe things are starting to trend the wrong way, it seems like at some point they pull out of it. There's a, a moment here and there along the season uh, to get them right back into it, and that was that home run by Adam Lind. Yeah. One thing... Obviously, this club's been struggling for the last month, month and a half, and they just—I mean—battling some injuries. Yes, you know whether it be some some of the kind of fire starters on offense or a lot of a lot of injuries um, on the staff. But one thing I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I said, "There's," I, he was more frustrated about this team than he has been about last year's team or maybe the year before. And I'm like, "Not me. This team." While they have been struggling the last month and a half, it, they still don't have the, – there's that never quit, never say die kind of mentality. Now, no. obviously, it's easy to say that after this game, but it does feel like that. And it hasn't been just this game. There's been multiple games this year. Even some of the games they lose. They yep. might be down by six runs. And they creep back, and they'll get the tying run on base and then maybe not come through. And then we kind of focus on all the negative things that got them down by six runs in the first place. But 
that's kind of that that underlying there's kind of a, a trend or, or a feeling that this club has that to me I don't think they think they're out of it until the final out well they certainly weren't out of it tonight yeah. uh, many people would have buried them I think I did at one point and uh, but then you get a guy on you get another guy on you start to believe Chris sales out of the ball game uh, and Adam Lind is the hero and just like that the Mariners pull four runs out of nowhere and win four to three amassing uh, amassing four hits. Now, we usually do our, our celebration shot, you know, at the end of the night. But you had a grand idea as Adam Lynn just had a bomb to, to win the game. We, we got to do, do this right first. now. So, Heritage Distilling, uh, thank you for this. Uh, our brown sugar bourbon, three, two, one. Mm. That's smarter anyway, seeing how I have to drive 45 minutes. That makes sense. That makes the most sense. Uh, Mariners win four to three. Pull one uh, out of the doldrums because... Chris Sale, um, shoving it. <laughs> start to finish, was controlling his ball game. He throws 100 pitches. He only gives up the one hit. Has a couple of hit batters and uh, and a few walks. But Chris Sale, uh, not to take away from the Mariners' win, but to talk about Chris Sale because he, that really was the story of the night until Adam Lind uh, pinch hit and hit a home run. Chris Sale, this was my first time seeing him in person, and he's he's so cool to watch. Uh, a couple things I noticed about him I never knew before. I didn't know he works as fast as he does. And and I have a few things I do want to ask you eventually, that being one of them. But he's a guy, his, his fastball gets up to 96. What I noticed ab uh, about his fastball, he runs it really well inside on right-handed hitters to where it's almost unhittable when, when he's on, and he was certainly on tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's he comes from, I can't say the word, but it's, uh, yeah, it, he comes at you with elbows and something else, another yeah. body part. Right. And it's just stuff flying at you and then coming from a weird arm angle. Mm -hmm. So it creates a little bit tougher angle. It creates a little bit tougher angle coming in on a righty. Yeah. Um, I mean, you said, you know, he can get up there. He can touch 96, 97, 98. The, guy's, the guy can get it up there above mid-90s. I guess this year he's kind of on purpose tried to tone it back and then just from time to time reach back and grab grab his real fastball. Yeah, he usually hangs out about 93, 94. Yeah, and then he wants to be able to rear back and grab that 96, 97, which we saw, I saw him do multiple times during the game when he wanted to put a guy away or maybe it was just a, a real crucial pitch. And he, he was rearing back. He was throwing both sides of the plate real well. The thing with him, uh, his slider makes him nearly unhittable to lefties. And then he also still has some run when he throws that arm side fastball. When he throws it in on lefties or away to right, he still has some run. And then from the arm angle, makes it just darting in on you as a righty. And if yeah. he throws that thing a little four-seamer, I don't think he cuts it at all. But he can try to cut it a little bit just to where it's going to stay straight and not run back into your barrel. And yeah, I mean, bottom line is, if you have a funky delivery coming out of a weird arm angle, throwing mid to upper 90s from time to time, and then learning how to change speeds mm -hmm. and... Pitch to both sides of the plate and then have a, a nasty slider and a changeup for some reason. He does have a changeup. It actually is a <laughs> decent pitch uh, from time to time. But ultimately, if he's on with his one and two, he doesn't even have to go to his three. And, right. and tonight he was on. He was shoving it. I Really, it's one of those things. We could sit here and talk about the Adam Lynn home run for a little while. But that was, well, there was a couple decent at-bats mm -hmm. to get there. But really, it kind of boiled down to their closer just not challenging. Guys falling behind, walking Nelson Cruz. Um, you know, they, they, he just kind of let us back in the ball game, and luckily Adam Lynn capitalized on it and Ooh, made it hurt. But, <laughs> but the, you're you're exactly right. The, the the story of the game was Chris Sale and what he did to our lineup for the first eight innings, and and luckily I said it. I think you know before the uh, 
somewhere in the top of the ninth yeah. when I said, well, he's at 100 pitches, so luck hopefully they won't have him go anymore. She just caught a Pokemon right outside. Oh, gosh, that's so great. <laughs> she just walked up and she caught – I look like a – oh. the only one I know is a Pikachu, so I'll say Will it was you that. stop it? Look, that's not my fault. She was doing it. You're going to ruin a great night it's, talking I, about Pokemon. I didn't do – look, I don't know anything about it. But yeah, all I did. know is I saw somebody out there throw a thing at a thing, and it did a thing on her phone. So, I don't even know how they do that. Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I've seen it. I haven't done it. I have my own game. Yeah. I, what do you, I have what a do you big call it? Brush guard on the front of my truck, and I try to hit people that I think are playing Pokemon. Really? Who yeah. who usually wins that game? My truck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You get a lot of points for that. I haven't done it really. I just <laughs> if somebody walks in front of me, I might act like I'm playing Pokemon. Well, tonight Adam Lynn's bat was your truck guard, your brush guard, and. The ball would have been those people, if you want to represent that way. Adam Lynn Good played work. the same game to win the game 4-3 to three for the Mariners. In a game that uh, Wade LeBlanc did not pitch poorly. He gives up two home runs, one a solo shot in the first inning. And later on in the uh, in the fourth, he gives up a two-run home run to Todd Frazier, something that plenty of people have been guilty of. I think that was his 26th home run or something yeah. like that on the season. And uh, But other than that, LeBlanc is an interesting character to me because he throws his fastball – between 84 and 86, 87 miles an hour. Uh, it's not like he's doing a whole lot of stuff out there, but he's getting guys out, which, uh, you know, other than those two home runs, which kind of surprised me a little bit. He throws pus. Let's just be realistic. He throws pus. <laughs> he's a thumber, but thumbers can get guys out. The thing with him, you can't make a bunch of mistakes because you're going to get hurt. And he did make a couple mistakes, and he got hurt on mm-hmm. it. That just means that – and that's one thing I like about the guy so far, what I've seen – He's not a he's not a guy that goes out there thinking he has to be perfect. If he goes out there thinking he has to be perfect, uh, he's going to press, he's going to nibble, he's going to fall behind a bunch of guys yeah. and then he's going to get give up a lot of a lot of hard hit balls. He's a guy that says I'm going to change speeds, I'm going to change location, I'm going to continue to battle regardless of what the count is, every single pitch regardless of what the situation is with runners on. I'm going to do my job. And just try to have quality starts and try to keep the ball keep the ball game close enough for the offense to do something. And he did exactly that. That's what he did. It didn't feel like we had any chance unless we could get Sale out of the game. Yeah. So, luckily, he ran up to 100 pitches, and they decided to not let him go any further. Well, he pitched seven innings, a three-run ball. Again, the only runs coming on those two mistakes. So, I mean, he did a, a fine job when you look at the overall line. I'm curious, as a batter, you're a hitter. You're a guy. Uh, when you get the, 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 the scouting report... And you look and you see this guy, he throws 85 miles an hour. It doesn't have any kind of plus stuff. What goes through your mind? How do you, how do you approach that guy? Because, I mean, that's almost like batting practice in some ways, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a little harder than BP, but not much. I mean, it, it depends if you... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Faced him before. They're the type of guys that it becomes a chess match where... Uh, what's is that dumb and dumber? Don't, can't triple stamp a double stamp. But <laughs> you'll, you'll literally sometimes you'll think, okay, he got me on change up last time, so sit change up, and then he'll go fastball or he'll go curveball, and then you're thinking, okay, here comes off speed. No, wait a minute, maybe he's not going to come off speed. 
he came, maybe he'll come fastball, and then he does go off speed. Like, it's that whole chess match where you don't really know what to do. Mm -hmm. And when they're on, them and the catcher, the catcher and the hitter are kind of on the same page. It kind of is like the pitcher knows how to get it done. The catcher's kind of in his head thinking along with him. Yeah. And so you're kind of playing chess against two people a little bit. And if he executes his, his stuff and his throwing stuff in the bottom of the zone and changing speeds and not throwing anything over the heart of the plate, you have to you still have to take real good swings to barrel balls up and to do any sort of damage. Mm -hmm. Because because bottom line is, I mean, yeah, he doesn't have a lightning bolt attached to his arm like some of our pitchers and like Chris Sale right there. But you don't have to. The bottom line is keep guys off balance, keep them from hitting a whole bunch of balls hard. Uh, hopefully you get a little bit lucky if they do hit some balls hard. We had a couple of line drives go two guys. Uh, you just have, He just has to pitch. My philosophy on guys like that was I didn't think that they were ever going to try to challenge me in. And so I was going to take away the stuff away as much as I possibly could. If early in the game they somehow got me by coming in, if they yeah. tried to trick me and, and it actually kind of worked because my plan was to take away what I was almost certain that they were going to have to try to do, which was go away and soft, if they ended up coming in, I was okay with it maybe the first or second A-B because now third A-B that might even be the most a more important A-B later on in the game, um, he might be tricked into thinking, wow, this guy's just thinking away. Right. And I might then jump on it. Now, that's where the chess match comes in because he might bust me in and get me out twice, mm -hmm. attacking me in, down and in, and then all of a sudden go away thinking that I'm going to make an adjustment, and I may. Now, do you ever try to fool pitchers that way? Maybe take a ball early that would be inside more in your wheelhouse or whatever get uh, for a strike, get them thinking I can maybe do that again and then take them downtown later on when you when you see it again? I didn't usually do that. No. No, I uh, that wasn't me. Some guys do. Some guys do. I was a... I was an aggressive hitter uh, <laughs> to a fault at times. Yeah. I was not up there trying to take a whole bunch of pitches. I know that there's some guys that do that. They will literally, uh, they're, they're literally going to take the pitch no matter what it is, and then if and then they make an adjustment off of whatever the pitcher did because they're thinking, okay, now that that happened, he's going to do this, and they have him set up, or so they think. I that to me was that's trying to that's just trying to trick myself at uh, that point my my objective was give me something that i can smash and i'm going to try to smash it i mean caveman style well tonight in about 10 seconds it turned from a real bummer of a night to major excitement down here at safeco field and at jimmy's on first for baseball's heritage post game show if you missed everything if, if you were just uh i don't know at work or something just stepped off a forklift uh and into your car the Mariners amassed one hit in eight innings on Chris Sale. They were down three to nothing. Uh, down to down to Adam Lind. <laughs> they were down to Adam Lind. They had two on, uh, down four, uh, three to one, and Adam Lind comes up in a pinch hit roll and hits a, hits a home run, a walk-off home run, and the Mariners win four to three. If you want to call in and, and be excited and, and, and share your thoughts, by all means, please do 206-286-9595. 1-800-829-0950. You can text in 49451. I'd love to see uh, some excited texts because certainly this is a game over the years. We've seen the Mariners lose plenty of these games, especially get an ace like that uh, with that kind of stuff uh, against the Mariners. And, and, and at home, you, we've seen them all the time lose games where they get one hit or they get shut out. Uh, it's rare that they have a comeback like that in the ninth inning, and it's really cool to see. And for a clubhouse that... Uh, yeah, they just come back from an all-star break, but you have kind of a real downer of a series against the Astros. You don't have much offense, and and that's a series you're hoping to win against a, a team you're trying to chase for the wild card. Uh, to get a win like this in that clubhouse, that's got to feel really good. Well, it's got to feel good, especially the fact that uh, 
you know, White Sox were coming in in a gigantic slump of them of their their own. I mean, I think they've gotten one run in the previous forty one innings or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of thinking, wow, hey, let's go. And early they get. Anderson jumps on one, hits it in the upper tank, and I'm like, well, there goes that little streak. <laughs> now, obviously, LeBlanc calmed down with the exception of that other two-run home run, but it was one of those ones you just felt like you got to win this one. Now, yeah. again, it isn't, but the the days of saying it's early, those are over. It's not early. We've got 70 games left. they got a nice road trip coming up, like a three-city road trip, which is going to tell you a lot, and then you come back, and it's August, mm-hmm. and you got the dog days of August where it's time to grind through that rough part of the season, uh, and if you falter a little bit, it's real hard to get up. When you think, when you're in a pennant race or, or some sort of playoff chase, uh, when it's four or five games, boy, that's easy to get up for because you know, hey, we if it's five games, we win, they lose. You know, we're picking up full game. It's it, you know, and, and you start kind of feeling that momentum. If it's nine, ten, eleven games, yeah, it's real hard to get up because you know now you need help. You need. You're going to need some help from other people because you're not going to run the table, and so they got to start losing more games than they're winning. So it's a big game, big game. Speaking of help, help is on the way. One of the biggest issues in the last month and a half, two months, whatever it's been, has been healthy pitching. And and one of the reasons Wade LeBlanc is pitching in this game is because the Mariners staff has not been healthy. But Wednesday night, you get Felix Hernandez back. He had his two rehab starts, one in Everett, one in Tacoma. Uh, he looked better in his Tacoma rehab start, and he'll start on Wednesday afternoon against the White Sox here at Safeco Field. And now you, you start to feel like that might be the catalyst as far as getting these guys healthy, having Felix Hernandez, your ace, that you get to throw at teams every five days. That could be a really, really big help in these last two and a half months. Well, yeah. I mean, this team is, has had a solid pitching staff for the most part. Definitely through the uh, the uh, starting rotation of the last few years. Yeah. And then Jerry came in here and made a few adjustments, pretty much trying to adjust the offense that would be adequate or good enough to help with this pitching staff. He didn't think that he was going to have to go out and get enough offense to make up for having, you know, your ace out and then a couple other guys who – you know, from time to time might pitch like a number five or a number four, but they literally have the stuff to pitch like ones and twos. A couple of those guys being hurt. You have a couple of guys in the bullpen being hurt. It All of a sudden, the bullpen got taxed huge in the last couple of months. I mean, pitch, the starting pitching was going four or five innings. You have guys, you have to run four innings worth of bullpen guys out there every single day, and then you wonder why the bullpen's giving, giving up runs. Uh, if we can get the starting staff going if we get the rotation back in order and guys throwing their six seven plus innings and use the bullpen the way that a bullpen is supposed to be used i think this offense has enough to 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 pull out wins now maybe not in that situation fashion all the time but they have they have ways to scrape together i mean sometimes what we would be talking about if that, if that ball lands one foot closer to home plate than where adam lynn hit it would be you know sometimes you run into a buzzsaw sometimes you run into a pitcher if he has plus stuff, this guy has plus two plus pitches. If he's on, throwing both sides of the plate and changing speeds the way he's supposed to, you're not going to get a bunch of hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? At that point, you're kind of hoping your one hit leaves the yard and that your pitcher goes out and throws a no-no or a shutout. I mean, not a no-no, but just goes out there and shuts them down. So we could be talking about a whole different thing right now, and luckily that ninth inning kind of put a smile on our face, cheered up everybody <laughs> in Seattle, and now we don't have to talk about that negative Exactly, game. exactly. Uh, 
real quickly, just before I want to move off of injuries, uh, tonight, you, know, you talked about just a moment ago, the offense and how good the offense can be. Well, the offense is, is constructed when you got your starters in there. Tonight, you don't have, obviously, Norioki. He's down in Tacoma. So you, you're starting uh, Sean O'Malley at shortstop. You've got Dan Robertson out in left field. Cattell uh, uh, Marte is hurt, so he wasn't able to start at shortstop. So you had O'Malley, you had Robertson, those two guys kind of bookending your lineup tonight. And and those are big holes to have in your offense. And, and when that's something that you have to rely on, especially when the pitching staff isn't uh, isn't what you thought it would be, that's tough too with Marte, especially with Marte getting sick tonight and not start, starting at shortstop. Yeah. I mean, you, those are your table setters, the, the guys that you have at the top and bottom of the lineup or you know, a lot of times even your one-two guys. We still had Mark uh, Leonis in there, yeah. but, you know, not having not having Cattell is – that that stings a little bit, you know. I, I wasn't sure if he was hurt, and then you ended up telling me that he had uh, got the flu or something, right? He yeah. was sick, and yeah, so the flu. It's unfortunate. Um, you know, luckily that error that Robertson had in the ninth didn't come back to haunt us. Um, that was a doozy. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know the guy from Adam. I looked him up uh, earlier today when I yeah. saw that he was in the lineup and saw he's a you know, he's a career two fifty hitter with pretty much no power. I'm like, well, you better be good at defense then, right? You better just take away runs. <laughs> I think we just had that conversation, and then and then that happened. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. You, you know, screwed up, made one, one little mistake, whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, a guy hadn't been up here, hadn't been up here and hadn't been seeing a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, whatever, if he needs to field that ground ball. But I don't, I don't know what to expect from a guy like that, and I don't necessarily think that he's up here as any sort of savior or anything. He's a stopgap, just a guy to kind of fill a spot. Um and, you know, we'll see. Hopefully hopefully, we don't have to use a whole bunch of guys in situations like that. Well, that's the hope. One guy that we used in a big situation tonight was... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Adam Lind, he gets the pinch hit walk off home run for the Mariners as they win. Four to three uh, over the White Sox here to, to kick off that series. Two games left in the series and in the homestand. Uh, we got a lot more coming up. We, we got Curtis Crabtree that we'll talk to over there. He's probably just walking out of that clubhouse right now, which I have to assume is a pretty elated clubhouse. Uh, we'll hear from Adam Lind. We'll hear from Skipper Scott Service. All that coming up on Baseball's Heritage Post Game Show. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Baseball's Heritage Postgame Show brought to you by Heritage Distilling. You can't spell baseball without BSB. Brown Sugar Bourbon by Heritage Distilling, by Cutter and Buck, and by the Department of Imagination and Washington's Lottery on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Well, if you turned off the game early, and I, I can't really blame you if you did, Chris Sale pitching like he was, the Mariners not hitting like they were. If you turned it off early and don't know and you just flipped on your radio, uh, I have a nice surprise for you on this Monday night. The Mariners won. They beat the White Sox 4-3, to three, uh, snatching victory out of the jaws of defeat on really what is one of the most exciting plays in all of sports, a walk-off home run by Adam Lind. And, and what's cool about baseball, is I, and I've always thought this, is other sports, they have a clock. Baseball yeah. has no clock. 
theoretically, you could be down 12 runs in the ninth inning and still come back and win. Right. Uh, there, there's nothing saying that you can't, that you're just out of it. You're never, it's never over until it's over, truly, in baseball. And the Mariners showed that tonight. They were down 3-0 uh, going into the ninth. They were able, able to get four runs. And, and win the ball game. And uh, just a cool feeling down here. Uh, you just you felt everything. You know, there were a few people here at Jimmy's on first, and it's more packed than even than usual for a Monday night. I think people just kind of want to do what we did and have a celebratory uh, drink or two. Right. Well, I mean, you're exactly right. I, <laughs> you're obviously preaching to the choir when you say one of the best things in the world is a walk-off home run. Yeah. There, there is, uh, you know, and it's one that you're down to. You're, you're down by two runs, mm-hmm. two outs. I mean, for Seager to get that kind of jam shot line drive to keep the inning alive and bring him up, it's one of those things that, you know, he knew coming up that if, if Ionetta gets up, or, yeah, if Ionetta gets up, you can do the math in your head. And you know if that's the case, it's game-winning situation. I mean, right. it's there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts. If I get to pinch hit, it is in game-winning situation. He, I guarantee he knew it from the second that there was the last out in the bottom of the eighth inning. He knew if I get up in this game, it's going to be for Ionetta and it's going to be game-winning situation. And mentally already started hoping and wishing for something like that to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, for Gutierrez to go up there and start the inning off with another base hit, the only guy to have two hits tonight. Um, you know, and then Cano didn't get it done. Cruz kind of battles for a, for a base on balls. You know, Lee doesn't get anything even close. And then Seager, Seager ends up, you know, getting that knock and, and getting us into that situation. There is just nothing like when you hit the ball and you know it, that's, that's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Game is over, and it's not that's a wrap. Oh, that's a pop-up to second base. That kind of – I mean, it, there's just nothing better than hitting the ball out of the yard and watching the other team walk off the field. The Gatorade celebrations are fun, and they, they doused Adam Lind as soon as he got into the dugout. He talked about that in his comments with Jen Mule of Root Sports right after the game. I couldn't breathe. The, the ice bucket challenge got me again. I thought maybe it was the sprint around the bases when they finally called that a home run. Yeah, I didn't know if it actually cleared or he caught the ball, but I just kept running. Well, just kind of added to the suspense of the evening. How do you prepare in that moment? You're a pinch hitter. You haven't seen this guy yet this year. What is your mental kind of preparation going up there? Well, not try to think about all that. <laughs> Just try and get a pitch and, and hit it. Are you saying that I overcomplicated your situation? You, make, you, you put pressure on me. <laughs> but on that first pitch, what are you looking for? Because you swung hard on that first pitch. Oh, that's what I always do. But, you know, he made a good pitch. I think the second pitch was pretty good, but I just uh, put some work in in the cage and got the barrel of the bat to it. How does this compare to the walk-off that you hit just a few weeks ago? They're both both awesome. (laughs) It's the best. But you can breathe a little bit more after this one. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. It's rare that a batter gets one walk-off in his career. Not every batter gets to do that. He's had two in a season. Uh, and each one being as, is probably as exciting as the first, I would imagine. But, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think that ever gets old for you as a hitter. Uh, uh, but what I a cool feeling it. that's got to be. I mean, in sports, how often do you, do you get to be the hero? And literally, especially in a game like this, being basically the only offense for your club, I, it was you. It was Adam Lynn. That, that was the hero. That was it. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I that's mean, a cool feeling. I think he had five. I think, he, I think what they were saying on the broadcast is that he, had five, he has five walk-offs. I think they said it's his third. Oh, was it third? Uh, his oh, third okay. of his career. Second this year, though, with the Mariners. Yeah. yeah. Well, 
That's got to be nice. <laughs> he likes he likes he likes Seattle. I want to check with Steve Becker. Do we have Curtis available? Because we have Curtis there at Safeco Field. Uh, I think he's just popping out of the clubhouse. Curtis, uh, what's the feeling over there at Safeco right now? Because I can tell you what it's like over here at Jimmy's. It's elation. <laughs> yeah, well, I I certainly wasn't expecting the end of the, the end of that game to go quite like that, and certainly <laughs> the uh, the clubhouse was quite quite ecstatic about the way that one played yeah. out for sure um it was kind of funny when we talked to adam land which uh, I, I don't know if you guys will play back here in a minute or not um he had his kids down there with him and the kids couldn't care less about what he just did they wanted you know his little his little son was asking him hey can we get some cereal hey i want some cereal and you know it didn't you know so i kind of got a laugh out of that that's great but certainly the clubhouse was in good spirits they needed a a win like that i mean they they ended the ninth inning with one hit one hit and came back to, to win this game 4-3. Uh, to three. I mean, baseball's a weird game, man, uh, in that regard, that you can just you know get a, a couple walks, a couple hits, and now all of a sudden you win a game that yeah. you probably shouldn't have. So, um, bi- you know, b- big uh, big moment for this team for sure. Is there any chance they let Adam Lind wear the swellment during the game tomorrow? Like, just let him uh, go out there with it on? Yeah, that probably violates the uniform code. I don't see. Well, then they can all put one on. That's fine. Uh Whatever they have to do, uh, I don't think you should t- have to take that thing off for 24 hours. You know, do it, whatever he wants. He give him the key to the city. Whatever he's got to do. That was a really cool moment uh, for I think for all his Mariners fans. And uh, Scott Service talked about that moment and about the game which the Mariners struggled in early on. And obviously, we're able to win late. Here's Scott Service. Scott, you mentioned yesterday, Adam Lane had kind of been missing his pitches of late. He didn't miss that one. No, he didn't. You know, uh, you know, it's a crazy game. You know, that's why you play all nine innings and, and all 27 outs. Uh, I give a lot of credit to our guys that hang in there. Uh, Chris Sale was Chris Sale tonight. Uh, very, very good. Probably as good as we've seen all year. Uh, we hit some balls okay. Not a lot of luck. Uh, but then, you know, we're able to get something going in the ninth inning. So, uh, great job to hang in there. You know, it's really easy to give up, say, ah, this isn't our night, and move on. And we don't do that. This club doesn't do that. So, uh the right guy up to the right spot, got a good pitch, and, and he didn't miss it. So Wade kept you guys kind of there, too. He gave up the three runs, but, and then got it to your bullpen, so kind of stayed there. Yeah, you know, I thought uh, LeBlanc gave us a good start. That's what he does, you know, getting in this, getting through seven innings. Uh, great, even though when you're behind like that, you're, you're hoping that you can outlast them and, and uh, somehow get into their bullpen. So uh, uh, did exactly what we're looking for out of him. You know, he had a couple home runs. Anderson got him and Frazier. But uh, other than that, I thought he threw the ball really well. What did you say in those at bats in the ninth? Um, you know, I, I think the uh, you know starts you know Goody, uh, you know Robertson's probably has been a little bit more effective versus left-handed hitters, so we let Goody hit. Um, Nelly gets a the walk. Uh, you know Seager fights off a tough pitch, and then you know you, you're hoping you know that, that Adam can come through and, and get something you know that he can drive, and he did. You know pulled his hands in on a, on a cutter, I assume, and and got in a good spot. So um, really happy, you know, sat down with Adam today for a while and talked with him and just kind of make sure where he's at mentally. Uh, it's not easy. You know, he's a player that's had a lot of success in this league for a long time. And, uh, you know, the struggles, they, they, they bother him uh, as much as anybody. You know, after a tough day like yesterday, to come out and kind of pulling out, and just you played pretty clean. You know, it was a winner, but to play better than you did before, that's going to be challenging. Yeah, you know, we played a better ball game, no doubt. Uh, the careless error in, in the last inning didn't make me real happy, but, uh, you know, uh, our guys, like I said, that they, they hung in there. Um, wasn't looking so good, but, you know, like I said, it's why you play all 27 outs. You know, you keep believing and you keep hoping if you can get the tying run to the plate and then the winning run to the plate, you know, maybe you can get some magic, and we've had that a few times. Uh, 
believe it or not, I think that was Adam Lynn's sixth three-run homer this year. You know, that's hard to do. You know, uh, I think Seeger's got just as many. So, you know, we've gotten a lot of big hits. The, the, that part of the park, he said to him, the deep part, did you think it was gone off? The <laughs> I didn't know because I don't think he got all of it. There's some that he hits, you know, right away. Uh, but then we needed that ball to keep carrying because it was close. I don't think it made it by much. Obviously, Adam's the big hero of the night, but how clutch was Seeger coming in and, you know, getting that RBI with two outs? No, big, big at bat, you know, no doubt. I'm hoping he can drive a ball or whatever, but he kept himself alive and just get the bat on the ball. And, and you know, we got a little break. Didn't hit it hard, but hit it in a good spot. It's after the Mariners' 4-3 win over the White Sox. And, and a good question there at the end, uh, because Adam Lind, he hits the home run, he wins the ball game. But before he does that, Seager gets the RBI single, uh, keeps the inning alive, and gets one of those runs in for the Mariners to be able to take advantage. So, uh, obviously, that's a real important play too, Curtis. Yeah, certainly. I mean, it kept, uh, kept their chances alive and brought the winning run to the plate. Um, I mean, you had Gutierrez with the leadoff single there and then the fielder's choice to, to get Cruz up, and he draws the walk that he needs to put a couple on base, and then Seager comes through with the RBS single and, and sets the stage for Lynn to have a chance to, to win it there. And, I mean, Robertson was all over the place tonight. I mean, uh, you know, the couple walks that he had there, uh, when, when he was able to get the breaking ball out of the zone down, um, he was getting some good swings and misses on it. But, you know, leaving that ball where he did, um, you know, kind of surprised me that he would even test him up in the zone uh, to where he'd give himself a chance of missing somewhere up there. And, and Lynn saw it and let it rip and, and got on top of it and uh, certainly changed the fortunes of that game tonight because that, that was a game they probably shouldn't have won and somehow found, found a way to do it anyway. And, uh, you know, given the, that it would have been a 1-3 one, one and three start to the uh, second half of the year, uh, now all of a sudden it's just a 500 start. To the, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like much. But it, in, in another way, it seems like it's an awful lot, an awful bit different, different at this point. Well, those things pile up, especially in a condensed second half of the season. Bucky, you made an interesting point earlier about Adam Lind, and he's in that dugout knowing that if he goes up in a pinch hit roll, it's to hit a home run. So how is his approach? What's he, what's he doing differently mentally and, and when he's looking at what he's going to hit out or what he's going to try to hit versus just a regular bat? If he's starting, it's the third inning. He's just kind of taking things as they come especially with a pitcher hasn't seen before tonight. Right. I mean, so obviously not knowing the guy. I mean, he knows him enough on a scouting report. He knows sure. he throws a cutter, uh, so he knows he's going to have to suck his hands inside if he's going to go after a cutter. He, he probably, until he gets late in the count, is hoping that he gets a cutter in. I mean, that's just something that that guy has to do. Now, he's probably not trying to throw it up necessarily, but he probably is trying to get it right up underneath his hands. I mean, you don't want to throw it down and into him either. I mean, he's shown multiple times this year and over the course of his career that he can drop head on that pitch that's down, even if it's down out of the zone. So I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to go up. They just want to get it in, in. They want to get it, and they got it. It was a decent pitch. It wasn't. It wasn't. still wasn't good, obviously, <laughs> but it was a decent pitch. It was just a better job of sucking his hands inside and getting the barrel, enough of the barrel to it to kind of muscle it out. What I would say what his approach is, is he's he's hoping that he gets that pitch or something in that zone. That's why you can hit a pitch that isn't, it wasn't center of the plate. It wasn't like a... a no, it wasn't a, a meatball. No, it wasn't a meatball. It wasn't It wasn't a perfect pitch to yeah. hit. But if your plan is cutter, so what do you what do you cut it? Right-handed guy throwing a cutter, where does he throw it? He doesn't usually throw backdoor cutters. He's going to throw cutters starting on the plate, hopefully on the inside corner, and cutting in on your hands. If you have the approach of, I'm just going to get inside it, I'm going to get inside the pitch, and I'm going to try to keep this thing fair, and if I get there enough on time, 
to get the barrel on this thing. I have a chance of riding one out of here. He obviously is wanting to hit home run. He knows that it's walk-off time. I mean, he knows that he can do that. But ultimately, his main goal is to try to just square a ball, try to hit something hard. Uh, if he squares it up, hits it hard, and actually has the thing get in the air a little bit, then obviously we saw what happened. So yeah. I don't know 100% what he's thinking just simply because I didn't know he didn't he'd never face a guy so he doesn't have too much to think about like wow he's done this to me before or he did this to me last time he just knows this is what pitch he has most righties if you're a left-handed guy most righties that throw a cutter are gonna throw that thing in so he thought hey give me one in i'm sure and hopefully i can square it up yeah and, and he certainly well he did that as much as he could and and i mentioned to you just the way looking at the replay and it coming off the bat and watching it go out, it looked like he didn't necessarily hit it the way you normally see a home run get hit. Maybe that's because of the inside nature of the pitch and everything. But it didn't look like he was able to get really get it to come off the bat the way he usually would. And he still muscles it out. Yeah, he didn't get all of it, that's yeah. for sure. One, one quick note. I just pulled up the replay of it here over in the, the room that I'm in. And the catcher, Navarro, is set up off the outside corner wow. for that pitch. And so that pitch ends up up and in. So I don't think that's where they were trying to go with it. Navarro has to reach all the way across his body to try to make the grab on that pitch. Um, so it, it certainly was a mistake pitch in some form or fashion. It wasn't where he was trying to put the ball. Well, Robertson missed, and Adam Lynn didn't. And because of that, that's the right. Mariners win 4-3. to three. A special thanks tonight to Cutter and Buck. Visit the only Cutter and Buck outlet store in North Bend for men's and ladies' sportswear, leisure, and golf attire. Fantastic Cutter and Buck style and quality at real outlet prices. Going to hit a break, come back. we got a scoreboard update. We're going to give our heroes and our goats. And I, I think we have to do the celebration shot in earnest probably. I don't know. We'll do that as well. I, I think a walk-off deserves two in one night. Uh, right. We'll cover that when we come back on Baseball's Heritage Post Game Show, Sports Radio 950 KJR. A swing and a liner to shallow right. Here comes the runner. Here comes the relay. Here comes a flash scoreboard update on Sports Radio 950 KJR. But a game that just ended, the A's beat the Astros down in Oakland 7-4 in AOS play. Again, that, that game just ended during the break. Uh, meanwhile, in Chicago, John Lester got his 10th win of the year as the Cubs beat the Mets 5-1. Yankees over the O's in a close one, 2-1. Araldis uh, Chapman gets the save in that game. Miami traveled to Philly and got a win 3-2 uh, over the Phillies. Yeah, the Tigers... Blanking the Twins, one nothing. Another close one there, uh, one to nothing. The score in Detroit. It was the Reds over the Braves, eight to two in Cincinnati. The Royals at home beat the Indians, seven to three, to cool them off. The Cards over the Pods, ten to two. Mike Leak goes to seven and seven on the season. Colorado at home beats the Rays, seven to four. In other AL West play, you had the Angels over the Rangers. 9-5 to five and something that helps out the Mariners because the Mariners do in fact beat the White Sox tonight on a walk-off home run from Adam Lynn. 4-3 to three is the score. Mariners improve to 47-46 and 46 on the season. Now one game over 500, so uh, all good news there for the Mariners as we move into our hero and or goat. Now the hero and or goat of the game. And- on Sports Radio 950 KJR. Curtis Crabtree over at Safeco Field. It is up to you. First up, the visiting team, Curtis. What do you have for Hero and or Goat? All right. Hero goes to Adam Lynn for coming on and winning the game. Shocking. Plain and simple. Yeah. Um, 
you know, takes a pitch that badly missed its spot and whacked it out of the ballpark. Uh, go tonight, let's go Deho Lee, because he had a couple chances to do um, some damage and could not do so uh, himself. So uh, Deho, I guess, in some ways gave Adam Lynn the chance to do that. Yeah. Well, it takes But he a, still gets to go. It takes a village, Curtis. It really does. <laughs> Bucky, Bucky, what do you have for here on a goat? Um, goat, I'm going to go with Cano. Uh, just left a couple too many guys on. Didn't really even, didn't even really have, he had a couple of bats that were bad. Yeah. I mean, now obviously facing sale, he's one of the few guys in the league as a lefty that's still going to throw in there. You know, Seager got thrown in there against him too, but uh, the, he had a couple of bats that were just horrible. Again, not necessarily all his fault. Sale's pretty nasty, but 0 for 4, left three guys on. And Gutierrez, I guess. Lynn is obviously the, the hero, but, uh, Gutierrez, just he got the only hit off of Sale. Yep. Smacked up that single back up the middle, and then got another another hit to start off the, the bottom of the ninth inning. And that's a that's a big deal getting that thing going, just kind of getting in that closer's head that oh wow here we go. Absolutely. All right, my goat is going to go to Dan Robertson. Not only did he go 0 for four tonight and strike out, but he had that just god awful error out there in left field. I don't know what that was. It was something out of seventh grade. Uh, my hero. Oh. My hero actually goes to Sarah, who is our server here, because, and you'll remember this, as we walked in, tonight up in the press box, I actually got a foul ball up there, my first foul ball ever, and I brought it in here, and Sarah actually rubbed it, when, right when I showed up, I showed it to her, she rubbed the ball, and I said, that's for good luck, we're going to come yeah. back and win this thing now. You know, I was going to give you the hero, too, for <laughs> well, being so optimistic, because at one point you came in, and you said, hey, I got this ball, first one ever, yeah. you know, and he goes, I... You know, I'm going to put it on the mantle. Hopefully this isn't the way that this game turns out. Right. And then you kept a positive attitude, said, hey, here we go. Seager's hitting a three-run home. We're tying this thing up. And if not, then he's going to get on and Ionetta's or uh, Lynn's going to come up and do it. So you you get a, you get a half a hero for okay. me. Okay. I'll take a half. I'll take that. And by the way, a winning streak. This is my third show uh, in a row after a win. Booyah. Third Baseball's Heritage Post Game Show, which reminds you that Heritage Distilling Company is the most awarded craft distillery in North America two years in a row. They make the wildly popular batch number 12 line of bourbon, vodka, and gin, and 22 flavors of naturally flavored vodka available at good bars and restaurants near you, including right here at Jimmy's on First, where everybody piled into right after the Adam Lind home run. The place was was nuts uh, when we started the show. Everybody cheering very loud as people poured in here, and still uh, pretty pretty packed in here at, at Jimmy's on First. Buck, you want to thank you. Curtis, thank you over there at Safeco Field. Tomorrow morning, we're going to be talking about at 5.30, live at 5.30 with Dick Fain into Mitch in the morning, as the Mariners win 4-3 to three over the White Sox. Adam Lind with a big boy shot tonight in the bottom of the ninth to give it to the M's, 4-3. to three. Lynn, a shot high. Right field, does this get on? And it's gone! Mariners win! <laughs> His fifth career walk-off home run for Adam Lynn. That is amazing. It's a walk-off. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.